This is the South Bend Beat Podcast, presented by Alpha Dog Agency. This week on South Bend Beat, we have Steve Klatt, who's the president and CEO of, of Advanced Imaging Solutions and has been for 25 years. And we went out to his office and we talked about changes in his industry, how important culture is to what they do, and just kind of his overall thoughts on business and growing a business. So here is Steve Klatt. Enjoy. Steve, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us today. How are, uh, how are things going at Advanced Imaging? Well, this is the beginning of our 25th year being in business here in South Bend. And uh, we've, we've had a great ride so far. We've opened offices in other cities, uh, brought on a, a lot of great people. And one of the things we make sure we do in addition to taking good care of our accounts is have fun uh, during our work day. That's what I like to hear. So we're going to get into the details uh, here in a bit. Um, I want to start with a little background on yourself, on yourself. Are you from the area? I am. I was born and raised in this area. I went from uh, south of town, just south of Mishawaka, moved up to the Granger area when I was in high school, and I've since lived in that uh, vicinity since, I guess, years ago, ago when I was in high school. So did you ever leave the area to go to school or anything, or uh, did you always stick around? No, a short stint um, at, at a junior college, and then I quickly uh, got into uh, working and got married young and am still married to the, the same wonderful woman now for, I think, 46 years. Oh, wow. So let's talk about this industry specifically. Um, how did you get started in this industry, and about how old were you? I was 19. I originally worked in a foundry at uh, what was the old Dodge Reliance Electric. And from there, I found a job in uh, the year 1974 during a recession. I be got into the profession of being a sales rep at the exact wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you selling at first? I started my career out selling electronic calculators. <laughs> That was the days when, I know I'm dating myself, that's when they went from mechanical adding machines to electronic calculators. And uh, the, the initial uh, calculators sold for between $1,000 and $1,200. Are you serious? Yes. How back, big were these back things? Back in 74. Some of them were large, they were heavy, but uh, some of the models being introduced from Japan were smaller in nature than what was available here in the U.S., which was Rockwell International um, and a few of the others. So when people now think of selling calculators, they probably think of you have to move a pallet or whatever. But, I mean, you were trying to move a single calculator, and that was a big sale. Yeah, yeah. We'd go, I'd go door-to-door -door with the calculator under my arm, and <laughs> I'd, I'd walk into the business and ask them if they'd like to see the latest and um, updated adding machine that uh, ran on electricity and uh, was capable of doing things much faster than a manual adding machine. So take us a little bit through uh, selling calculators, going door to door. 
um, to when you came into advanced imaging or even the industry uh, altogether? So I, uh, I spent 18, the first 18 years of my career uh, with a different business, a competitor, currently a competitor of ours. Um, I worked basically started out in sales and at the end of that 18 year journey I was in charge of the entire sales organization. I uh, learned a lot. Uh, we grew that business uh, tremendously in a short period of, t well, over, I guess, uh, 18 years. But, uh, opened seven offices during wow. that time frame. And it, it was uh, being at the right place at the, at the right time. Uh, it's when a lot of technology was just taking off. So uh, fortunately, I fell into the right spot, and then I just worked at it pretty hard. So. So what did that transition look like going from what you said is currently a competitor now to advanced imaging? Um, it was at a time in my life I was uh, probably ready for that kind of a move, didn't realize it, that one thing led to another and all of a sudden I, I'm no longer employed and had to find something to do uh, that I could utilize the skills that I had and um, learned, I guess, over the earlier years. So I went and discussed with one of our other competitors in town what his plans were. He was uh, fresh off of a heart attack, uh, nine months <laughs> after, uh, off of a heart attack, and he was rethinking things, so my timing was good. <laughs> I mean, the truth is the truth. Uh, so we worked a deal, um, and I was supposed to be able to purchase the business, um, it really in a relatively short period of time and uh, I'm talking six months and three years later I still wasn't able to buy the business for various reasons uh, but we had we had taken that business and double plus it in the first year and so it continued to grow and it, it went from being relatively not profitable to become becoming a profitable business but we did put the deal together at the end of three years and what is your role uh, currently? I'm the president and CEO of uh, Advanced Imaging Solutions. So what does a what does a typical day look like for you know a president and CEO? I imagine they're probably all a little bit different, but if you could kind of give us an overview of what a typical day for you would look like, uh, go ahead. So I rely on my uh, management team to do most of the. Uh, let's say detail work, although I find myself in the weeds at times uh, trying to get involved in some things I maybe shouldn't get involved in, but I still think the little things are important. Um, I could go anywhere from helping resolve a, a problem in an account, something that uh, uh, needs to be fixed or whatever, to uh, a strategy that we want to take a product to market and how to do that and how to uh, go to the street with it. So it, it varies. Um, some days I go out in the warehouse and tell them they need to rearrange it. So <laughs> it, it, it is, there's a lot of hats that you wear when you own a business. So. so from the days of, you know, just getting into it, selling thousand dollar calculators to now, um, what kind of changes or trends are you seeing in your industry uh, that are starting to take shape? So technology with what's happened in communications, specifically the digital world that we live in, um, and the access to information on a, 
an immediate basis. We can find out what's happening in China um, in, you know, in the last 15 minutes. We can, we could research a product and find out what the average sale price is anywhere in any country if we wanted to. It's just uh, the, the information that's available is so uh, different than what it was early on in the industry. Uh, so we know that when we get, uh, when, when we're talking to people about our products and services, that if they're interested, they're already approximately 70% of the way through their, the research that goes into the buying process today. So the, the, the buyer is certainly uh, much more informed, and when, they, when you engage with the buyer, they, they absolutely know something about the product. In the old days, we were the ones delivering the message to the uh, prospective customers. We would bring in the new technology, we'd explain it, uh, not the case today. Today, we've got to be on top of our game, understanding where we can help a business get better and improve workflows, improve the way that they do business so they can bring more money to the bottom line. Um, uh, much different than it used to be. We're more of a consultive uh, organization when it comes to sales now than uh, what it was years back. And now one of the big buzzwords um, really with any corporation now is culture. Mm -hmm. So. What role does culture play, and is there a specific, I guess, genre of culture that you try to uh, display with advanced imaging? Yeah, so one of the harder things for me was, um, and I'm not going to pick on anybody except the millennials here. <laughs> Go ahead, open floor. <laughs> um, but it was a it's a different type of workforce, and it took me a while to understand the motives and the uh, the, the life, the work-life balance that the millennials today uh, really require, they also, it's very important to them that they have a, a significant role in, in making things happen. So they certainly, it's, it's important to them to be engaged in whatever is happening in the business. Um, we, we actually formed a leadership uh, team. Uh, we, we chose about 11 people, uh, I did, that, to be on that team, and we talked a great deal about culture and about the things that we needed to deliver to the workforce today. Um, the team is comprised of some millennials and, and some baby boomers. Um, so we get a good mix of, of different ideas, and I think it's been very effective. It, it, it's been... Um, something that's contributed to a lot of the changes that we've made in the organization over the last few years. Now, from your career, both personally and professionally, are there a couple lessons that have kind of stood out over time um, that, I mean, we'll get into the advice question next, but maybe if a prospective business owner or another business owner that's just looking to do their job a little better, um, are there a couple lessons that stand out in your mind that you've learned? Yeah, I think you have to focus hard on development of the employees and surround yourself with good people because all you need is one or two or a handful of people that aren't contributing and that uh, can bring the rest of the group down. So we constantly here are working on different events and things that we can do to build 
camaraderie and teamwork amongst the group. There's uh, a much different work environment than there was years back. We try not to be uh, uh, inspecting things too closely. We just try to look for the results that we're needing and then let the employee work hard on on achieving those results, giving them the resources that they need in order to achieve uh, good results. Now, whenever I talk to presidents or CEOs, one thing I like to pick their mind on is, say you're at a trade show with a few of your competitors, um, and a prospective customer basically just asks for your elevator pitch. They want to know why you're different and why you should go with them. How do you usually go about that topic and trying to convey to them why they should go with you? So if an account wants to engage with us, the reason that uh, I, I would express to them is that we're going to help you navigate through the process of uh, getting the right equipment and the right services in place that surround the printed and the digital document. So there's a lot of places that you can save money and there's a lot of ways you can improve efficiencies and workflows and make it a lot easier than what some businesses are making it today. So um, we'll, we'll get down in the weeds to, de to determine and, and discover, I guess, how uh, a customer is doing things currently, and then we'll look for ways to improve that um, overall in their entire print infra infrastructure or in their uh, network infrastructure, which is the other area that we're uh, engaged in. So before we get to some of the uh, more fun questions. I have one question that I usually like to wrap up with everybody. If uh, if someone younger is listening to this and they want to be a business owner one day, they want to be a president, CEO, they want to be successful, um, do you have a couple points of advice for them? Yeah, I would say um, you're going to have challenges and don't give up when it doesn't go your way stay the course. <clears throat> if you're committed to becoming a, an owner or running your own business, whatever, you got to stay the course and you got to turn your phone off. When <laughs> That's part of the CEO life though. <laughs> <That's part of laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say that and there's certainly a lot to be said for putting the time in and effort. Uh, you can't, you can't, you got to put your whole heart and soul into it to make it work and to really be successful. So, awesome. Well, we're gonna jump into a few of the more fun questions. Um, I mean, these are pretty lighthearted, so just hit me with what you got. Um, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? The weirdest thing I've ever eaten, by mistake or on purpose? <laughs> Either one. <laughs> I, I just remember taking somehow a bug in my mouth and I took a couple of <laughs> 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 anyway, I was able to, to, to get it out. So <laughs> have you ever been stuck on an elevator? I have. How many times? I, I remember one distinctly, and it was in Las Vegas um, in one of the high-rises, and we stopped between floors, um, and it was probably 15 minutes in an elevator full of people that had lost a lot of money at the tables <laughs> and had been drinking most of the day. <laughs> so um, I was just heading back up to my room, but it, we, uh, somehow the power went out in the elevator shaft. And anyway. So was it dark in there too? No, they have uh, yeah, the emergency lights, emergency lights okay. on. Yeah. Would you rather go 50 years into the future or 50 years into the past? 
I know the past. Okay. So the future? I don't know the future. Okay. <laughs> so if I went 50 years into the future, I'm sure it'd be a learning experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to paint a scenario for you. You get one free throw. And I, you're a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Okay? like basketball. All right. You get one free throw. If you make it, you get a million dollars. But if you miss it, you can never text again. Are you taking the shot? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> she said that you'd say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, assume full, because I know uh, you're coming off an injury right now. Are you a righty or a lefty? I'm a righty. You're a righty, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so assume fully healthy. Yeah, you're taking that shot? Yep. I, I am, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm taking that shot. What's the longest uh, car ride you've ever taken? Probably from here to to California. Um Carmichael, California. How long ago was this? Or have you done it more than once? No, that's years ago. Okay. I was I was young. You didn't hammer straight through, did you? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Let's do uh so I a little birdie told me that you're a pretty good arm wrestler. <laughs> At full health. <laughs> you're that, grinning like you might be. That yeah. was twenty some years ago. <laughs> Tell me about the arm wrestling. And who is this little birdie? <laughs> she may or may not be in the room. <laughs> yeah, so we used to take trips to Iowa uh, during the opening weekend of pheasant season. And there some small towns. Would, and, and in one of the towns, uh, we would, would go to a bar to have dinner and then um, beers and whatever. And they had... I believe it was on Tuesday nights, they had an arm wrestling contest, which I got roped into. And I just happened to do pretty well in it. There was some uh, bets being made, and uh, I think that may be part of the reason I had this shoulder operation. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did get beat um, by some guys that were bigger than me, but I made it uh, to the final round. So Just on a whim? Yeah. And he made it all the way to the finals? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... So did you did you get to collect on any of these bets that you were winning, people? No, no, <laughs> no. I, I was the guinea pig. Yeah. Uh, how do you order your steak? Medium rare. Yeah. No matter where you're at, what if I mean, what if it's a if it's a cheaper place, do you always trust them to? I probably wouldn't order the steak there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good answer. <laughs> um. Do you watch many TVs or do you watch much TV or many movies? No, not really. Have you seen The Office or I, I have seen The or Office. Or Office Space, the movie? Not Office Space. Okay, I've but seen you have seen The, the Office? Office? Yeah. How accurate is The Office to a corporate setting? There are some parallels, I suppose, um, because there's always somebody or th- that is kind of goofy i'll say with the way their demeanor <laughs> yeah and they do it on purpose usually they're not really a goofy person but they act that way yeah and it brings you know breaks the ice sometimes when you have that um have people like that around a little bit um but i don't know that there's as much politics and you know the hierarchy is not quite the same right. yeah, yeah. so would you rather live in the middle of nowhere iowa which uh, we just talked about <laughs> The swamps of Louisiana or Alaska? Alaska. Yeah, you think you do all right in Alaska? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I, I mean, it would be an adjustment, but... Um, you don't mind the cold? I don't like it, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 
I just know that it's a beautiful place, and I've, I've been there several times. Do you have any favorite movies? Oh, I don't know that I have one favorite, no. Really. I like Star Wars. Yeah? Yeah. I, mean, well, I, I like if, sci-fi. So. Let's see if you can remember the answer to this. What's the last movie you saw in theaters? Oh, it's the latest Star Wars. Okay. Was, yeah. Just, so if we take Star Wars out of the equation, though, would you be able to remember? What? Uh, mo- the last movie you saw in theaters? I don't think so. Yeah? <laughs> I figured your answer would be yeah. Star Wars, yeah. So the, mo- the most recent Star Wars you like, too? Yeah. 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 Are they as good as the older stuff or not really? I think they're all good. They're just yeah. a little different, you know. Do you have um, any favorite restaurants if you're going out for a nice dinner uh, in this area? Are there any places that you like to hit up? Uh, we like Cafe Navarre, Bonefish, um, Carabas. There's a lot of good choices. And then we'll do one more question. Um, any of these look good? Do, uh, well, I'm looking for a question. You might as well take that. <laughs> Let's do, um, all right, here about this one. Would you rather have wet socks for an entire year or have a cold for an entire year? Wet socks. Not, no question. Yeah. You're quick with it. <laughs> wet socks. <laughs> okay. Um, so give us a couple plugs uh, before you leave again, kind of your website where people can find you uh, if they want to check out more information. Yeah, we're at advancedimaging.net. Um, reach out to us any way you'd like to there. You can call us, of course, uh, 574-243-1096. <laughs> um, but we'd be more than happy to take the time to, to consult with you and discuss ways that we're helping other businesses in the area uh, get their arms around what's happening with their print environment. One of the things that we often ask a customer during the early uh, minutes of our meeting is, do you know how much it costs when one of your employees hits file print on their computer? And very seldom does anybody understand what that cost is. Uh, you, is it a pretty standard cost, or does it depend on? It varies greatly. Okay. You could pay 10, 15 cents a page to print one document, what? you could pay a penny or less to print one document. So if you're doing any sort of volume, page volume, printing or copying, it's really important and there could be some substantial savings, not to mention improving the products that you're using to make those prints or copies. Fantastic. Well, Steve, again, thanks for your time and uh, really appreciate it. No problem. I enjoyed it. I know, first it might seem like a lot, but they all play and they roll. Put that on anything that I got, and all I care about is my city, man. I can't say it enough. I done heard things about y'all that they can't say about us. I just hold it down for my side. I just hold it down.